Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 9. Notice what he says verse 24. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? This is why, this is why, gang, it's, it's a life of faith. It's a life of faith. You know, we want to hold on to the world, right? We do. We want to hold on to it. It's precious, you know? You know how they catch monkeys some, sometimes? Sometimes they put big nets over trees and catch a bunch of monkeys, but they want to catch one monkey. You want to catch one monkey. How do you do it? You get a jar with a hole about that big in it. Maybe a little bit smaller. Just enough for the monkey to get his arm in it. And you put a piece of candy in there. And you wait for the monkey to come up, and he'll reach his down in there, and he'll grab that piece of candy, and then he pulls his hand up. And he can't get his hand out of the jar, but he is not going to let go of his piece of candy. He will not. And so you just walk up to him, and he tries to run with the jar, but he can't run very fast, and he can't climb a tree, and so you just grab him, and he won't let go of that candy. He'll, let, he'll give up his life for that candy. And that's oftentimes what we do. We give up our life for the world. We're in bondage to it. We give up our life for it. What, but what, what benefit is if we give, if we gain the whole world but lose our soul? Do I believe that God has a better plan for my life than I do? That's the question. Am I going to be fulfilled by sticking with my plan? Or am I going to be more fulfilled by going with his plan? It's, it's pretty simple. It's pretty logical. Who can do my life better? Me or him? When God sent the children of Israel into the promised land, he warned them. He said, you know, and they were going in there, they were going to have all kinds of things that they didn't produce, that houses they didn't build and vineyards they didn't plant and, you know, and cisterns that they didn't dig full of water. They were going to have all this abundance, a land flowing with milk and honey. And he says, when you go into the land and you have all that, don't forget that I'm all you need. He says, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds of mouth from the mouth of God. So don't forget me, because if you do forget me, it will be bad. How bad? Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, he says, I call heaven and earth as witness against you, today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice and that you may cling to him for he is your life and length of your days and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give them. Life outside of Jesus is death. Life outside of a relationship with God is just death. It's living death. And it ends bad. Life in Jesus, maybe physical death, but it, it, that doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Notice what he says, verse 26, he says, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his fathers and, in the, and of the holy angels. 
Jesus is asking from us full allegiance. And this is what always separates the believers from the non-believers, or the believers from the false believers. You know, I read actually about four different accounts in different times where this same scenario kind of unfolded. And basically in the scenario, there was soldiers that came into a meeting of Christians and they had their guns out and they said, if you don't want to die for Jesus, then you need to leave this room right now. And then all the, a bunch of people ran out. And then there was a bunch of people there that were like, okay, that's it. And then the, the soldiers would sit down and put their guns down and say, we're believers, but we can't fellowship with, not, with fake believers because it's just too risky. So get rid of all the fake believers. I have to ask myself, you know, which would I be? The one who sat there and said, okay, take my life. It's not worth anything except for to, to honor Jesus. Or am I going to run away to try to save myself for a few years? In a moment, everything can change. I was watching a news, brief news story. The guy was being interviewed up in Canada. He's from, from Iran. And as they were interviewing him, they said, why are you in this rally with these truckers? You know, he's, he's a trucker, I guess. And he said, because I came from Iran and the mullahs and the ayatollahs in Iran were doing the same thing years ago and I escaped that and I don't want the same thing to happen here. I love Canada and I want to be free. Isn't that interesting? Obviously a white supremacist. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's it's just interesting to see how, how everything is playing out in our world. And And you know what? This attitude, to have the attitude that Jesus is telling us to have here is the only way to survive it. It's like, it doesn't matter what comes. I'm ready to serve Jesus. I'm ready to tell people about Jesus. Do you realize how many people are, are, are hungering for Jesus? I talked to a young man yesterday and I said, what, what brought you here? He says, what brought me here is how crazy the world has gotten. Cause I was like comfortable in my atheism. And I decided to turn my life over to Jesus. I needed, I needed God in my life because that's empty. And with everything that's happening in the world, I needed something of substance, and so that brought him to faith. And he attends our church. What a blessing. What a blessing. Christians, we don't have to fear death. We've been going through the seven letters of the seven churches in Revelation, and we see many promises to the overcomer. And, and I just wanted to read this to you, because this is what, if you are an overcomer, if you're the one who doesn't love your life even unto death, you're the one who, who gains your life by losing it, like Jesus talked about, this is what's in store for you. Listen to this. Ephesus, he says, you will eat of the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of God. To Smyrna, he says, you won't be hurt by the second death. That church, he told, you are going to die. They're going to kill you. Physically, but you won't be hurt by the second death. To Pergamos, he says, you will be given hidden manna to eat, a white stone and a new name. To Thyatira, he says, I'm going to give you power over the nations. You'll break them like a potter's vessels with a rod of iron. And I'm going to go, I'm going to give you the morning star, a name for Jesus. He's going to give them himself. To Sardis, he says, you'll be clothed in white. Your name written in the book of life and Jesus will confess you. Notice this this is very familiar. He'll confess you before the Father and His angels. Isn't that what He told them? If you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father and before His angels. He's going to confess you before His Father and His his angels. To Philadelphia, He says, He will make you a pillar in the temple of my God. You're not going to be shaken. That's what He's talking about. 
And you will have inscribed on you the name of my God and the, and the name of the, the city of my God, the new Jerusalem. And I'm going to give you, write on you my new name. That's what he's going to do for us. And then to Laodicea, this is what he says to them. The, he who overcomes will sit on my throne with me as I sat on my father's throne with him. That's the most intimate of all the promises he gives to the overcomers, to the church of, the lukewarm church of Laodice, the Laodiceans. So I'm going to let you sit on my throne with me. It's beautiful. That's what you have as a Christian. And then Jesus says something strange, verse 27. But I tell you truly that there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the kingdom of God. Now, many commentators look at this verse and, you know, everybody just kind of is like, what do we do with this? Because they obviously all died except for John. Where all of them were brutally killed. John died of old age, but he was brutally tortured. And so, you know, what do you do with this verse? Did they see the kingdom of God before they died? Well, many commentators look at the next section where he talks about Jesus going on a high mountain. He shows him them in his glory, and they say, well, that's what he's talking about. Those three disciples got to see Jesus glorified, and that's him in his kingdom. All right. Other commentators will say, well, this is talking about the revelation that John had. And, of course, John got to see the whole kingdom come in the revelation. Okay, that's not many. But I like what David Guzik had to say because I've always, I've never been satisfied with any answers until I read a commentary by David Guzik yesterday. And, and this is the take he has on it. The only one of these guys who tasted death was Judas. Think about that. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? We pass from death to life. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Jesus doesn't even say he died. What does he say? He's sleeping. Paul says those who sleep in Jesus. It means their bodies are asleep, but they're with the Lord, right? We pass from death to life. We, we, we go to sleep here. There's no sting. All of a sudden, we're in glorious heaven. There's not this torment. There's no purgatory. Praise the Lord. Amen? <laughs> no purgatory. We're just in front of Jesus in spirit. And then at the resurrection, we get our body. Remember, he says those, those who sleep in Jesus will not perceive, we will not perceive those who sleep in Jesus, Paul says to the Thessalonians. But because he says that God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus and they will rise first, their bodies will rise first, and then we who are alive will be caught up in the air to meet them with the Lord. And then we'll forever be with the Lord. And so that's the promise. And so, you know, his, his take on it was these guys pass from death to life. There was no sting of death. There was no death in it. It's like, close my eyes here and I'm in heaven instantly. No, no transition. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.